do love tall, and... Ha- dark, and handsome. I would like. Yeah. To. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I guess uh, with today's conversation, I think it's just because um, obviously Valentine's Day is coming. Valentine is coming. We wanted to. Where's your boy? Where's your boy? You are at home. Lonely. I'm not. Sorry, Salem. No, but um. listening to the JLC podcast thanks so much for tuning in this is the show where we journey into unscripted and liberating discussions with conviction so grab the truth serum of your choice sit back relax and let the conversation flow so I'm here with my girls my co-hosts Betsy and Tatiana do you girls just want to introduce yourself and tell me the truth serum that you're drinking today absolutely um I am, I'm Tatiana, and I am drinking, I'm just drinking a normal breakfast, well, tea breakfast, is it tea? English breakfast, that's what it's called. Breakfast tea. English English breakfast breakfast tea. That's what I'm I'm Uh having. Uh, Nothing special, not milk, I don't like my tea with milk at all whatsoever. Uh, If you want to make me some tea, you can make me without milk, yes. Okay. (laughs) Already giving instructions. What about Betty? What are you drinking? Hello, everyone. I'm Betty. Um, since we're talking about love today, <laughs> I'm drinking a bit of rosé. <laughs> yeah, okay. a bit of pink okay. for the bit of heart. Um, mm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I myself am having um, apple tizer with in well in a champagne <laughs> glass um no one come for me i am here to enjoy my appetizer drink um because we are talking about love today and not the kind of love that everybody else keeps talking about um you know oh you know what's your type you know you know is it tall dark and handsome no i think we want a more um in-depth yes. conversation about this um, we do love tall, and, ha- dark, and handsome. I would like yeah. to. Oh, <laughs> it, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I guess uh, with today's conversation, I think it's just because um, obviously Valentine's Day is coming. Valentine is coming. We wanted to. Where's your boy? Where's your boy? You are at home. <laughs> Lonely. I'm not. Sorry, Salem. No, but. um no, I think to be quite honest with you, um, with Valentine's Day coming up soon, and we just thought perhaps it might be j- just a good idea to release a bonus episode and talk about love in depth and our experiences with love. And I just want to sort of throw this question out to you girls. I mean, um, when it comes to love, what experience have you guys had with it, and what does that actual term mean to you? It's a loaded wow. question. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it is liquid courage. If you get what Sip I mean, that liquid. So... <laughs> get some courage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I. I wouldn't say that I've experienced romantic love, but I would say I've experienced other forms of mm-hmm. love throughout, like my whole life. So, whether that's uh, parental sort of love or like other family love uh love for friends even love for like um 
like you know your you know your passion like w- the work that you mm. do I would say I've experienced yeah. love in those sort of forms but not really romantic love and I think it's it is weird because it's something that I've like always wanted to experience but at the same time I like keep myself from experiencing yes. it I get okay that. yeah <laughs> what about think, you Tatiana um, hmm. um I'm in the same <laughs> 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 Same position. Um, to be honest, I I I have experienced like I I don't want to waffle here because parents will be listening to this. Um, we can just tell them to to skip to this skip. episode. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. This or is like not start meant. halfway through. I mm-hmm. to be honest, I have experienced. I've had like I've experienced with family love there's a different love that you experience like with your parents with your siblings and you know your siblings you want to love them and kill them at the same time like you see that's that it's that's very, very it's a very toxic, toxic love that's toxic and yeah. then you have <laughs> your friends and they are friendship where you have and you just love this person and you don't understand why they're my friend and i loved it not in the in a romantic way but you just have that um yeah, platonic, platonic, but there's it, a love there. But then there's a love that I I discovered. Um, to be honest, that I, I should get tequila every time I say love, so just, like, have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but... Please, please, please take a shot. Anyone who's listening, anytime we say just love... take a tequila. Take a shot <laughs> of whatever shot. you want. I would shot. choose tequila, mm-hmm. but take whatever you want. Absolutely, but I think these these one understanding that I came only recently, I think to really understand what love really is. And I'm going to sound a bit preachy, but I will go there anyway. But the thing is, with with, uh, with our Lord and Saviour, we like to talk about him all the time. And he his love, and even the world God means love, like his love. And that's one thing I came to understand. I'm like, wow, something to thrive, to, to just have his immense love within us and even in relationship in um in romantic relationship in in i don't know friendship relationship to have that as the center so yes i think that's one thing i'm really trying to thrive and experience that type of love and i think that's one i've seen parents give to children and mm. we learn as we grow older what it really means to love someone unconditionally yeah. yeah I definitely agree with that point actually I feel as if this concept of love um, does get yeah. really complex um, the more we get older and obviously you start out young and I don't think um, I can truly say that I've experienced love because I think when you're younger you fall into thinking that you're in love with someone or with a passion or um, with whatever it is that, you know, people fall in love with when they're younger. And, you know, you kind of mix that up with infatuation, with a crush or whatever it is. So I think the older you get, the more you realize what it is that you um, really mm-hmm. want to see um, in the person that you love if we're talking in the romantic sense but um, if we're talking about love when you're growing up especially witnessing your parents mm-hmm. um, you know uh, what kind of love that they display and then also the the 
love that they give off um, to their children. Um, we might have a different experience of that, seeing as we're all coming from an African household. Um, I can definitely say um, where I'm from, it's a bit more um, of a conservative uh, side, not necessarily just endlessly expressing or displaying uh, the, the kind of affectionate love that you see um, perhaps in western cultures i mean but i can just say that for myself to be honest i don't know if everyone else experiences the same thing it might be different for someone else but mm. for me personally just seeing as we're really from a conservative background it's a very very um a restrictive display of affection um it's more actions rather than the the words or the sentimental value behind it Mm. um if you if you get what i mean but yeah i mean girls you're both also from african households do you do you reckon it could be the same case as well um with with regards to the displaying love yes yeah god yes so i i do think um the type of love african parents portray to their children or convey to them is I would say it's very unique in a way where <laughs> they <laughs> sorry I, sorry let the record show that I was just, gone somewhere <laughs> she's just thinking about she really I'm just she, I'm just, she took that dead human run the thing is, is okay so for instance there are situations that may happen where if you were you you grew up here or you had or you were not african you'll probably think oh my parents hate me <laughs> but no they oh, do yeah, it out true. of love yeah. hmm? so in that sense i do mm. think it's it's quite unique where african parents will will, will do anything for you will do anything oh, for yeah. you literally do anything there's so many um i feel like i'm waffling again i'm waffling again but i feel like there's a lot of experience to which um a lot of things has happened that i know um people making that sacrifice my parent making that sacrifice to make sure that i have the life that i have today that that's love that i know um not a lot of people can display not a lot of people can actually fulfill it but they've made sure mm. of that even though sometimes they don't say i love you and this is one of the things with affection they don't um show affection where needed to be like i've, I've i don't think i've heard i've ever heard my dad say like i love you to me <laughs> so and it may sound like it's it's oh, God. it's um mm. What's the word? It may sound it may, like yeah. Love. It may, it may but it's be more like action really harsh. done than it is to like mm. to be like words, and that's what that's what I've realized with yeah. a lot of um, a lot of people, a lot of even African friends that I have, they would prefer to have like action being made to them rather than just. Um, talking to them about how good you treat them or how how good of a person you are they want to see your action how good of a person you are what are you doing to show that you're a good person but yeah that's 
I think my experiences have been kind of like a good mixture of both, um, of like expressed love, like vocally um, versus like action. I think I've had a good mixture of both, which I think, which I think is quite healthy. Um, I, I've never questioned that my mum loves me and I've also heard her like physically say that to me. So, um, yeah, I think, I think love is, love is more than just a feeling. I think it's actions as well. So I, I would say in my sort of parent, uh, parental sort of experience, I'm really grateful to my mum that, um, she's kind of shown me the importance of like love in the action sense and also actually expressing like, I'm proud of you. Even saying that I think is saying, I love you versus actually also saying, I love you. You know what I mean? So, um, and sometimes it'll be like in a jokey way. Sometimes she'll say it when I actually do really need to hear it. And then sometimes it is in her actions and, um, you know, like, I think our parents want the best for us, but sometimes they think they know what's best for us and sometimes they don't. And I think showing love is them supporting us. I think that's truly unconditional love. So yeah, I would say for me, I think I've been lucky in the sense that I've had like a good mix of of all the different types of love, especially when it comes to like my parent, my like my mum. Yeah, mm. I feel as if just going back to that, um, the terms that you've guys you guys have already sort of stated about the actions. Um, I think that is also evident when we're looking at the different the differences in Western culture and African culture, um, in the sense um, when we're talking about love, um, in the sense that. Western culture displays more of a sentimental, in my opinion, I think they display a more of a sentimental um, value behind love. So mm. it's more thoughts and feelings and expressing how you feel your emotions inside. Whereas the African one, the way I've observed it, it's more actions, it's more tangible stuff. Yeah. So whether it's the sacrifice, whether, you know, seeing that you've... Um, you know, you've done really well. Um, um, if we're talking about the parent and the child, so if the child's done really well in school or really well in life and whatever, you see the parents go above and beyond to throw really lavish, uh, amazing parties or um, just do something that's more actionable rather than saying things like, I'm so proud of you. Although mm -hmm. that's still there, um, I've observed more that in African culture, love is very it's an action word yeah it's mm -hmm. i will sacrifice for you i will do this for you i will go above and beyond for you um with my actions whereas the western culture it's all the vows it's all the love words love songs and here and there um so i can definitely see there is a difference in that sense but do you guys think um now, if we're going off to another different tangent when we're talking about love, that perhaps there are different types of uh, relationships that we hold when it comes to love now that we're older. I mean, look, I'm 25. Betty, you're 
23. 24, 23, 23, 23, same as Tatiana, 23. Um, do you guys feel as if now that you're of this age, you know, 20 somethings, um, <laughs> there is a different concept of love that you guys have? I know the fact that we're this young and we're very driven to, to succeed and in, in so many ways, perhaps our definition of love has now transgressed to something different. Um, mm. Yeah. Wait, do you mean like in the se- in terms of like romantic love or do you mean in, gen- in general? Well, going back perhaps maybe to what I said about um, growing up, we have a different version of what love means to us now mm. than what love would have meant to us when we were 17, 18. Um, I blame Hollywood yes. for showing us <laughs> all those romantic mm-hmm. movies and romantic comedies, thinking that you know you're you're gonna find the love of your life in high uni. school or in <laughs> uni and stuff like that. And it's like the day where comes you? and you're like, mm? <laughs> where's is where is, where <laughs> yeah um where yeah and you just left there like boo boo the fool. Yeah. But the thing is, I feel as if the the thing is the older we get we have a more defined idea of what we want our partner to look like but Mm. that is sort of put to this side because in my opinion i feel as if now i'm more in love with my passion for my career where Mm -hmm. do i want to see myself and i have i'm also growing to um define my own Mm self-love um loving myself the in in whatever nature that could be um because <clears throat> i know when you're growing you may not love yourself as much because you see so many things online and you want to see yourself as that version of how you see yourself in your mind but that's not the case so you grow up and you're like you know what i'm actually in love with myself the way i am mm. um so that's why i'm saying there could be a different version of love out there not just in the romantic sense but as you grow older you define your self-love you define the love that you have for your career the love that you have for your passion and i'm just wondering if it's the same for other people our age mates as well or are we all driven to just find the romantic love is that the only love that we're supposed to find i think annoyingly in the world there's kind of like um a hierarchy of love and I think finding a partner or like a soulmate is like at the top of the hierarchy. Like that's the kind of best love that you can find. Whereas I think love is like one spectrum as in like from left to right, but not one love is bigger than the other or better than the other, it's just different. So um, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever really thought of like romantic love as like the pinnacle of love. Um, I think coming from a Christian, perspective I think the pinnacle of love is like God's love for us but on like a worldly like human sort of level I think every love is equal to one another you just feel it in different ways so specifically like talking about romantic love like I love romantic Mm -hmm. comedies I'm here for the fairy tales and whatever but I have always had a like a deep understanding that they are their stories and it that it doesn't necessarily relate to reality or like how romantic love is in real life but I think the thing that's always intrigued me is more the feeling that causes people to make those movies or to write those songs I think that that's what really intrigues me so not the actual say like I love love songs and I think they're great and I think some like I was listening to um 
like love songs today just to get into the mood before we started this and I was just like listening to a variety of different different styles like people writing differently I think it's beautiful and as much as I love those songs the thing that really intrigues me is like the feeling that causes them to write Mm. those songs I think that's where the love lies you know what I mean? Like the feeling that causes people to want to make the romantic comedy movies and stuff. Because I've never really had the belief that like, I need a man to rescue me or like, I'm incomplete if I don't have a romantic love. And oh, it's so sad. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I've never really fallen into that. I don't, I think whoever I end up marrying should be a whole person and I want yeah. to be a whole person you know what I mean? Like, and if he is no longer in my life, then I'm still going to be a whole person. It'll be sad, Mm -hmm. but like, I would expect that we will both be whole. Do you know what I mean? God forbid. But I just, I, I don't, I don't really hold romantic love to some sort of like pinnacle of love that you're trying to reach. I think Mm. it, and I've experienced love for like family and friends and been heartbroken in the friendship sense and not in the romantic love sense and I feel like that hurts just as much as um I mean maybe I can't really relate because I I don't know what heartbreak feels like on a romantic level but I think that's just as painful to lose someone that you like genuinely confided in and you know now you you're kind of like strangers in the street but you know so much about this person it, it like that in itself is heartbreak or like a parent can break your oh, heart yeah. without you know a parent can break so your do you know heart what I mean? just so I... look yeah and that 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 stays <laughs> and so it stings as well like it stays with you yeah yeah so I don't think there's like one pinnacle of love unfortunately I think like you said um Salam like I think Hollywood has made us believe that the pinnacle of love is like romantic love but yeah, I just I I don't know I d- I don't believe that and I don't I don't think that's to be, to be honest that's like a fair thing with, to with what Hollywood is saying Hollywood is saying is selling something and it's money because when it comes when you look at um, weddings and things like that that's just money being spent really and it's all going mm. back to an industry. A business. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying, if you want a wedding, no, girl, I want a wedding, I want a nice wedding, but what I'm saying is, what Hollywood is selling, they're selling an idea to people that what love is supposed Mm. to look like, if you look at, um, I love me some cheesy romantic movie, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Me too, me too. You see me in wintertime just laying down, like, cozy dope, watching some Hallmark movie or some movie 24 i'm not sure if anyone knows about movie 24 but that's what i spent during december it changes to christmas 24 but anyway um they are selling an idea and like those ideas can be very toxic and can be um it can be very damaging if you're going into a relationship especially if you 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 don't have an idea of who you are and i think we're all in that journey of finding out who we are and finding that self love at some point definitely i didn't like myself like i didn't like myself the way i like myself now but i feel like there's still more that i need to do i would hate it for someone to come in my life and tell me you need to change that you need to change that for me but the the Mm. thing is with um 
that's what I feel like that's what Hollywood sells. They sells that these two people who are desperate looking for love finally they find each other and they have this happily ever after and the thing is the movie always ends when the kiss it doesn't continues yeah. <laughs> to tell you the, the, the reality <laughs> of the relationship yeah. but i think um i think um thriving for um thriving for love it should be the ultimate goal However, it has to be what type of love are you thriving for? Is it self-love? Is mm. it um, Christ-like, Christ-like love? Is it, um, is it to, I mean, to be more like loving to your family, to be, uh, to, to speak with love, to speak with grace? Is that, is that what it is? Like, what does love mean to you? And I think that's one thing we need to start defining for ourselves rather than look out even on social media and i think like youtube is replacing that for tv youtube netflix they're kind of replacing that as well in a way where mm. um though even the portrayal of love on social media of people in relationship is very artificial um it's it's it's, it's not mm. um it's it's too perfect it's too perfect yeah like no one's posting what about mm. like when they have yeah. an argument but they're posting about like you know I don't know a party that they went to and they all look fly and that's mm. great I'm sure that's part of the relationship but I think I I think it's one thing to say that Instagram especially is a highlight reel it's another thing to actually and like digest that and believe that it actually is so once those people step away from those cameras i'm not saying they're like bursting into an argument but they might not be in the best place just because they've posted that picture like there are so many people that i went to high school with and like sixth form with where they'd post they'd have like an argument with their boyfriends right in front of us and then the next minute you see a picture on instagram like love my life and i'm like what (laughs) but why who are you doing that for like who are you trying to convince yourself or like your followers or what do you know i mean i'm not i i'm not even really here for like um posting relationships on instagram like i think people can be in relationships and you don't need to feature on my instagram once like or like you can feature like once a year (laughs) (laughs) and i don't mean that like in a shady way or like because i want other guys to approach me or whatever but i just don't i feel like yeah but why you know what i mean we have more to talk about on social media anyway in the future but i feel like we've yeah yeah the way um i think this is the thing when you're speaking about something as vast as love it kind of inflicts itself into mm. different branches of like society and one of them is is yeah. social media the way um on instagram people will be in a relationship for two weeks and then it feels like i don't know if like on facebook it's like it's like this thing where if you put you're in a relationship on facebook that means it's official <gasps> then it's like, official <laughs> Where did that come from? Sis. Yeah. Nah, don't do that. Facebook. People, so like everyone before then, you weren't official. Like all our grandparents no, and our parents, they didn't put it on Facebook. So now it's not no, official. It's, it's, I, I think the, we, we do have a lot. I think we do have a lot to um, to reflect back on as a society when it comes to like 
while we're thriving to be loved. And to be honest, like anyone can love however they want to, to love or how they want mm. to be loved because we all have our own, um, I don't know, is it different style different of, of love languages or whatever it is? But I feel like, yeah, I love yeah. Um, different, different love languages, yeah. I, I'm personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't post on social media if I was in a relationship, because um, mm. I don't think even if I was to be married or have children, it's just that how, how private of a person I am. I don't think I don't like exposing myself yeah. on 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 platform like social media and things like that because you're just opening the door for 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 a lot of things. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just going on something else here but no i you know what it is <clears throat> there was something that you actually i agree with everything that you said um so far and um there was something that um you said that i it just resonated with me and it just goes back to what i was saying about defining love for yourself mm. in the sense of what do you <clears throat> i mean what is your identity how do you self-identify um, in the world? Do you just are you just sort of like a sponge that projects everything that you've learned from you know society, or do you have your own stance, your own sort of um, um, yeah, your own stance in this world? So in a sense that with your self-identity, have you learned to understand love for yourself? Have you learned to love yourself? Or, you know, because how do you expect uh, to know what you want or to know what to look for in a partner um, for mm -hmm. yourself, for the love language that, y you know, should be uniquely mm. just for yourself? Um, or do you just depend on what you see in society, in social media, in the movies? And then I feel as if sometimes that's where the disconnect comes in some relationships. You see what you want online. You see so-and-so have a relationship, um, so-and-so getting married, um, some influencer showcasing their relationship online. And you're like, you know what? That's what I want. Yeah. And so you put that energy out there in the world. You seek after that kind of person. Um, you get that person, you're in a you are in a relationship with this person and then next thing you know, two weeks, three weeks later, you're not happy. Mm. And you start wondering, why am I not happy? You know, I'm doing everything that I'm seeing with my own eyes online, on social media, on movies, you know, reality TV, and I'm, I'm still not happy, what's going on? And it just comes to the basis of, have you done your foundation? first and foremost have you realized what you love about yourself and there is such a thing as love languages mm. because you know that person needs to be loved in a different way and you need to be loved in yeah. loved in a different way and perhaps the reason why there's that disconnect is because both of you guys don't match up together in, t in each other's love languages yeah. um so i feel as if if anything your identity needs to be above everything else in terms of figuring out how yeah. love works for you mm. and then the right person will come to you yeah and they will show you and even match up to the love language that you deserve um i think i yeah, agree but, with that though with the like the whole love languages mm. thing though i think that stretches further than romantic love like say for example um within sort of friendships um 
I'm the sort of person who likes like quality time. So I could go a month without speaking to you. But then when we do see each other, if we genuinely like have quality time together, we catch up and like have good conversation or whatever it may be, I'm good with that. Like I actually don't need to text you every day or whatever. Whereas for someone else, that might be different. Maybe for them getting like a random gift all of a sudden is like, is is their love language. So I think one of the most important things is like um, loving people the way they want to be loved, not loving them the way you think they want to be loved. Yeah. Does that make sense? But not like, not yeah. just in the romantic sense. Like, say for example, if I, like I live with my mum, if I sort of uh, came home and the house was clean and you know everything was tidied up and whatever that might be the way that she feels love and that might be the way she likes to receive love whereas maybe for me it would be different maybe for me it would be like um her sitting down with me and just having like a conversation and asking me like genuinely how are you and like listening to what I um say to her and like genuinely taking an interest in how my day is that might be the way I receive love or want love. But then if she, you know, if it was the opposite, then it would be like, I mean, I appreciate it, but that's not the way I want to be loved. And I think that stretches not just from romantic, but like all types of love that you experience, You're you know? Yeah, absolutely right. You just, you just made me realize something like um, I've been thinking actually. So um, for some reason during my childhood and also childhood experiences can really affect how you see love Um when you massively (laughs) (laughs) oh that oh i feel triggered (laughs) (laughs) so like okay like for some reason i convinced myself i hated hugging people when i was younger yeah when i was um like young in my teen year even when i went to uni i hated hugging Mm. people and then, um, but then I would do it anyway. Like sometimes if I'm, I'm ex- out of excitement, I'll be going, oh, I've not seen you for a long time and hug people. And then the more mm. I started really like, I started looking into it. I'm just thinking, started thinking, wait, I did that test and I realized I'm big. Number one, I'm uh, my, the number one quality, um, love language for me was quality time. And the second one was um, touch. Was Me too. So I and then I was just like, why did I convince myself so hard that there may be some issues that I had that needs to be dealt and <laughs> with? But the that's the thing, why right, that you highlighted earlier, saying them about your identity should be the your um to be almost like your your passion, your your for because when you start um. And rel- um, kind of like removing layers of seeing who you are and what you like, what you hate and things like that. And then you would realize that, um, so for instance, okay, maybe I don't like this, maybe I don't like that. Maybe um, I'm not going to tolerate this in a relationship. I'm not going to tolerate that in a relationship. So um, what, I'm saying, uh, what I was saying about... Um, love and everything about really see finding the layers of who you are as a person and really identify what you can tolerate and what you can't tolerate and i think a lot of time we tend to love people the way we want to be loved 
Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also really learning, finding out about each other in depth, in depth, in depth will also allow us to really express that love to the fullest yeah. that we can. Mm. I think self love people... is super important. Like I'm like I've been an advocate for that since I was like ten years old. I'm like you should work on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I had an American accent, but (laughs) I was like, listen, I'm not here for the boyfriends and whatever. And but you know what? I think mostly it's because I think a part of me, like an intrinsic part of me, probably knew that if you kind of let someone love you that deeply, and I'm talking about romantic sense if you let someone love you that deeply when you don't know how to love yourself, I think it can open like a door to them teaching you how you should love yourself. And that I don't think that's right. No. I think we should know how to like learn how to do that ourselves. So like my, my biggest advice to, to people is just like, you, I get that we want to be in relationships, but are you actually ready to be in a relationship? Like, do you know you? Like, and that's not something, I don't think you ever finish getting to know you because life is not stagnant, it's always moving. So I would hope that people are like changing and growing and adapting. But like just the core part of you, I think knowing that is super important. And like, I don't think it's ever too early to get to know who you are, like inside out and outside in. So... I think it's great to be in relationships, but at the same time, it can be quite detrimental if it's at the wrong time, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, just what you said, it's never too early or it's never too late either um, to, to know <clears throat> more about yourself. And really and truly, the, 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 what you said about you should learn how to love yourself. <laughs> no, honestly, that is that is really true. You have yeah. to learn for yourself because you came to this world alone. You're going alone. You're yeah. not going to go with someone who's yeah. going to advocate for you, defend you, um, talk on behalf of you. No, you are going alone. So you just have to learn. And it's not to be bitter or not to show everyone how independent you are. It's not that. I feel as if It's for you. It's, it's more of an onion, right? So, okay. I need everyone to visualize an onion. Let's all close our okay. eyes. Close your <laughs> eyes and visualize an onion. <laughs> and you know how an onion has so many layers? And that literally, the, the whole onion is your um, definition of love. And you get to put what's in the core level of that onion. So yeah. what's the core level of your love? And I feel as if the first one should be your identity. Because if your identity is stable, if you have a firm foundation of who you are, and you love who you are, and you love your identity, your identity in the world, your identity as, for instance, if I'm I talking love. about myself, if my identity in this world, my identity for myself as a young black female, my identity in Christ. If you have those firm foundations and you find out and figure out the values and principles that you will use in life that work for you, and then the other layer, you get to choose what they are. And so if 
for someone out there if their other layer is a romantic love that they're after and there's nothing wrong with that i feel as if as human beings the reason why we're saying you need to love yourself is so that you figure out how someone else can you know sort of come into your life and compliment you mm. in a more if we're talking about energy and if we're talking about spiritually um how can that person compliment you and you know it's more of like humans are you know they they as humans we do like we do like companionship we do like oh, being yeah. surrounded to be, by it's someone. human nature it is human yeah. nature but then again why make it hard for yourself not to find out and figure that out for yourself in terms of what your identity is and putting that kind of stress on someone else and then 40 years later you're not in a happy marriage mm. do you get what i mean so and then like yeah. this is the thing yeah it's just like it for me i say this and a lot of people like, disagree with it to be honest a teenager needs to go through a rebellious time. Yes. Explain that to okay, us. I do I think, think that we're going to have a little bit so, of an impasse there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, okay, the reason why I'm saying this is because a teenager needs to have that time. An adolescent, they need to have that time where they are just... Because it's a very difficult time anyway for them anyway. Mm. When you're at that age, you're you're 14 until 17, you're really trying to figure it out, like, what is going on, my body's changing, I have hormones, so you need to go through that time, so you feel emotions that maybe you couldn't identify before, but now they they are kind of like, I don't know, elevated in a way, mm. so I do think they should go through that time where they start, they're breaking rule a little bit, they they, but they're doing it in a way where they know they can have guidance. They can still have guidance. Now, um, the reason why I say this is because when they get to a certain age in their 20s or in their 30s, have you seen a 14-year-old rebel? Seriously, a 40-year-old rebel, a 40-year-old person yeah, rebel. We, yeah, when they have like a midlife crisis. Yeah, it's midlife yeah, crisis. Yeah, because or a 30-year-old <laughs> person rebel. That's because they didn't get that chance. Maybe when they were a teenager, mm. something may have happened where they didn't have the luxury to rebel at the time. So things like that is like, I think when the rebel at that age, it makes it, easier in their 20s to know the things that they like and also to start peeling up things that they need to peel out if they need to get rid of or find their own identity it can only be a certain amount of time that they can go through it but i do think it's crucial for them to go through it so it allows them when they get in their 20s or even in their late teen that they know okay I know I'm, 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 I rebelled against this. Why did I rebel against that? Why mm. did I rebel against this? And um, I, I, I do think it's crucial. I know it has nothing to do with this conversation, but I think it's crucial when they get older, they can really, really identify why they made those decisions when they were younger and also who, what kind of person they are. Yeah. In a way, even if how negative the situation may have been or how positive it may have been. I think rebellion is good with it to some aspect. I think sometimes you can go a bit too far and it can kind of lead you to make decisions that like you can't really come, not you can't come back from, but they they leave scars that don't, um, they don't heal properly. But 
I think it is all about like that sort of rebellion and uh, questioning and things. I think that helps you in self love. So yeah, I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it just has to be within safe boundaries, if that makes sense. It's yeah. It's uh yeah yeah I was just gonna say um because <laughs> the reason why I was disagreeing with Tatiana is like um how rebellious are you talking about because we were all teenagers once I mean um you tell a teenager like not to do something and they'll go ahead and do it and mm-hmm. so when you give them the opportunity to be like you know what take this time to be rebellious girl no the thing is I don't think you're giving them time to be rebellious. You, the thing is, I think. I don't think you have to explicitly like, say um, as a parent, like be rebellious, but just kind of like or allow them to go through what they need to go through. Explicitly no, say no. it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. No. Yeah. I feel like I've met yeah. a lot of people mm. who, when they were teenager, they didn't have the luxury to be rebellious because of the way life was set up for them. And when they get in their twenties, they make irrational mm. decision because when they were younger, they didn't get, they didn't have that chance to do so. Now that may just be, um, it may just be how life played out for them. Fair enough. What I'm saying is just that the whole saying of like teenagers shouldn't go through a rebellious time. I don't think that's right. I think they should go through it. Um, when they're like in their teen year because they're very it's the most confusing time of their life anyway at that time I think they just need to feel whatever they, they need, need to, to feel. feel yes because it would be different as well for like I'm an only child so I'm not really sure what it's like to grow up with like multiple teenagers in one household but I would assume that like even growing up in the same household you will go through different motions because you were created to be different people. So like some people don't need the rebellious phase and then some people do need it just to figure out, um, you know, like just to figure themselves mm-hmm. out. So even like from sibling to sibling, it will differ. But I think like as a parent, and again, I'm not a parent, so maybe this will change in time, but I think it's maybe catering to each child and letting each child feel whatever they need to feel and if one child maybe needs to try things out on their own and make their own mistakes again with reason within reason then fair enough and if one child just kind of prefers to talk it out and ask the parents questions and blah 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 that in itself is like I think all of that is a form of self-love and then I think it's also from like the parental side is probably um I, I I think that's the kind of love that's maybe missing in African households is the the open dialogue oh, sort yeah. of love. It's oh, like, yeah, because, yeah, um, you know, in an African household, for instance, one thing is, if, let's say, you, 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 are, you are coming from a Christian household, there's a lot of African households that are very much Christian-led. They, you, won't, you can't question Christianity. As a teenager, first of all, a lot of time, you... Like my sister, my sis, one of my sisters, she's very, she has a very in-depth understanding of what um, the gospel is, which is very envious because at her age, I did not have that. And sometimes you want yeah. to question, you want to question yeah. what, like, what the scripture is saying or why is it said that way, why, um, mm. and you can understand sometimes the, the way it was written, it, it, it also depended on the cultural area or time it was but i think like 
you the space to even question what the scripture was saying you didn't have that luxury to do so so i think in that sense that may be considered christianity um um i don't know rebellious in a way deciding not to go to church and things like that but i feel like there's times where i didn't feel like i wanted to go to church yeah i just i just didn't feel like i wanted to go to church because I, i felt like it was the same thing over and over again and at some point i started questioning um my faith and even now i still do question my faith but it's almost like these times where i question my faith but then i find a revelation that i needed to find to kind of enforce it much uh, stronger but back then you don't have that that space to question what you were following blindly is what um even going to school when you go to school is like why why are they teaching us this why do i have to study this where you know you don't mm. really have that space you know you have and i i really do think like as a teenager they need to have that space to to go through and to feel what they're feeling and yeah that's also part of love in in is it is something because if if a teenager is whatever is going through they if they're feeling what they're feeling and they have that space when they can come to you and be like mom this is what i'm going through this is what i'm feeling at the moment they might not say it in that way but they might have their own way of saying it mm. it would be easier when they get older to to also turn around and speak to you about different situations for instance and i think yeah in terms of like if we have to talk about um sentimental um love <laughs> that's i don't think that's very um present in a lot of yeah household like i don't think it is the sentimental part of it like i remember in a uni i used to dare my guy friend like go tell your dad you love him go tell oh your God. dad you love yeah. him and be like no i won't tell my dad i love him it's it's very action-based um mm-hmm. Afri- in, in it African is. households um in the sense that just just what you were saying tatiana like um even when it comes to questioning things uh, not necessarily questioning faith when you're young but questioning life when you're young you might just be like oh, mm. why are we learning this in school why are we going to church anyways why are things the way they are like what i've realized just because of that foundation between the western culture and uh, the differences between the western culture and african culture where we said earlier western culture is very sentimental based and um african culture is very action based <laughs> in an african household when you question something it's just like no or yes um there isn't anything in between whereas in a western culture what i've realized what i've seen is there's a lot of explanation that goes into things um i feel as if they'll tell you yeah uh i feel as if <laughs> it's like a parent will tell the child if you cross that road, you're going to die. <laughs> African parents will tell you, if you go there, the, the dog will eat you. It's but, not even bad. Be like, okay, go, go try it then. Go, go try it then. So it's go. more of like a we very, have a very saying in my country. Yeah. We have it. Um, yeah, we have a saying in my country which says, if a child wants to touch fire and you've to already yeah, told just him let it to touch, touch fire, it, yeah. 
just let him touch yeah, my yeah. Hand. just just let them touch ah uh, yeah 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 that exactly. you learn on your you own, learn on your own. Oh, and yeah. it's very but it's really <laughs> weird though don't you think because then when you grow up that concept doesn't stay so the whole you will learn on your own make your own mistakes and you'll figure it out i feel like doesn't stay when we're when we get older in african households if anything it regresses i think it goes back to don't you dare make a mistake yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh my god yeah. do you know what i mean and like learn no you should you should because i've already made those mistakes or whatever just do what i'm telling you to do uh-huh. but when you're a child it's very much like ah i've already told them once like make their own mistake and then they'll learn do you know what i mean so i'm like surely we keep the same energy <laughs> yeah it's it's the energy <laughs> you know what is not i mean being kept the same no um but yeah the energy is yeah, fluctuating yeah but that's that's the whole thing like i feel as if and then these kids when they grow up they have a different definition of what love is as a parent towards their child so it's like this is how my Mm. parents Mm. raised me this is how i'm going to raise my child but then we've got the western influence and also the western culture where there's a lot of explanation that goes into things Mm -hmm. you can't do this because of this and this is what happens as a result of this and it's like oh okay so there's a lot of engagement in that sense yeah Um, and i feel as if we can talk about this in in another episode about active and passive parenting and i feel as if the basis of that is also how love is being portrayed whether it's action-based or sentimental based um but yeah i feel as if um when it comes to questioning yeah there's nothing going into explaining you just have to follow the rules oh Mm. yeah absolutely i i do think with that definitely i do struggle i'm not a parent (laughs) this is my sibling i'm talking about (laughs) Um, my younger yeah. sister. This is my little sister. <laughs> I do, I do struggle with that. Um, so, for instance, I grew up in a very like, um, you know what? You, they tell you to not to do something. You don't do it. If you do it, you're gonna learn on your own. Yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of mm. that's the dynamic. And with my younger sister, who is now five, she questions everything. God. And, <laughs> But as she should, she, she's five a, years yeah, old. The world very, is like incredible she to is her. A very curious person, and I remember one time we had mm. a a person come to our house. I was um, an electrician, if I, I believe it was. He came to fix some stuff, and my sister was just whilst he was fixing everything, she was just sat there questioning everything he was doing. And I remember before he left, it was like, bye, bye, little one. And don't you ever stop questioning things. <laughs> and I remember I would, it just said that to her. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I, But then sometimes it doesn't work in my favor because she would be saying, questioning things. So why, Tatiana? But why? But why? <laughs> and she always asks, why? And I'm just there like, girl, I don't have any more answers to give you. Just, just, just do what I'm asking. You have a lot of whys and I don't have I'm a lot of answers to know. give to you. No, and I think I do. That's something really. Um, I, I, since her being born, I've been really working hard to like to to not um, to instead of reacting to really be like to try to listen to what she has to say. Although she's a little person, mm-hmm. she she's a little girl. She has a big personality and she has more personality to grow. So at that age, if I start suppressing what she's asking me or questioning things, if she's being bullied in school, she won't have the voice to voice herself. If she's, um, 
she sees injustice in school with the teacher, um, mis either mistreating her or others. She won't say anything or in the street or seeing something happening. She won't really voice it up because at home, mm. she's been taught not to voice to question anything. So in that sense, I I I do. I do see like there's a lot of and learning and learning and learning from me from my community from from really like our society how we we are being brought up and we are at that age where we are the age of bearing children we are the age of bearing children Literally, it could happen between nine now and the next ten years, fifteen, I don't know, twenty, so on. We can, we are like at that age where if you want to have children, okay, go and have child. If mm. you don't, then fair enough. But even the next child, who's not your child, who's a neighbor's children, these they may come and question you, but are you just gonna shut them down? Mm. You're gonna shut them down while they question something. The question. Our political climate. <laughs> I think it's beautiful to question it. Yeah. I think, like, the one thing I've always been appreciative of is, like, um, my mum has always encouraged me to ask questions and be curious. Like, ever since I was younger, I was a fiery little child. I was like, mm-hmm, and why? And why? And explain that to me uh, a little bit more. <laughs> and But that that's, like, lended itself to, like, today, where... You know, say if I feel uncomfortable, like since we're talking about self-love, if I kind of, um, I don't know, find myself in a situation where I'm where I'm com- where I'm uncomfortable, I I question that, and I'm like, but why are you uncomfortable? Um, say I think, for example, I think the biggest thing is at the moment because we are also connected via like social media and things physical appearance is like the biggest or one of the biggest like topics that we um we kind of like struggle with so like self-love like outer self-love I think it should start inside out but I, I'm not going to sit here and say that um loving yourself on the outside is also not important I think it is so like coming from that perspective sometimes I kind of you know will have to question myself and be like, but why do you not like that about yourself? Do you not like that because society's told you that's not the way you should be? Or do you genuinely feel like that's something that is physically wrong? And like, when I sit so and I will, I will genuinely well. ask myself those questions. Oh. Yeah, I, I will. That's so good. Of conversations where I will, I will look and I, I was having this conversation with one of my really good friends and I was saying to her, you know what? I'm here for therapy and I'm my own therapist. I will be looking at like <laughs> um, ways to kind of like dismantle yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, the, uh, this is getting <laughs> deep. Um, there was like, there was, especially through throughout 2020, I had a lot of time to think. I'm a very reflective person. And um, I was kind of like, I went through a period of time where, and please don't come for me. This might sound problematic. It's no longer a problem. But when I was younger, I kind of, you know, growing up in the UK, grew up around very white sort of areas. So all the boys that were my age that I could have liked were white. So, and then I've had also very negative experiences with black men. So I kind of in my head was like, okay, so 
if I want a good like relationship, then it's going to have to be with a white man. And that is so problematic. But if, if I didn't take the time to like question myself and be like, no, no, that's really quite an issue because your problem here isn't the fact that like white men are better and black men are not. The problem is your, the, like my way of looking at it or like experiences have shaped me in a way that makes me think that like all black men are the same and all white men are the same, which is not the case at all because all people are not the same. And it was only even like, yeah. uh, probably from sixth form up till uni and everything where I really had to sit myself down and I was like, there are some good ass yeah. black men out here. Why are you, why are yeah. you favoring? That, there's just, just in general, there's just good men out there regardless of race. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to like pinpoint one race against one another. There's just good men, there's good women out there. There's also equally bad men and bad women, but it's not a case of race. It's, but that was like based, that, that opinion or... And it was an opinion because it's not a fact. That opinion was based on my personal experiences. But if I hadn't sat down with myself and and been like, this is problematic because clearly you see something wrong with being black as well. Like, do you love yourself as as a black woman or do you think there's reasons that you shouldn't be loved as a black woman? And I had to dismantle that first and figure that out and be like, hang on, no, and I've just grown up in though, very white areas imagine... and had like examples of white of white examples and thought, oh, maybe that's what I need to aim for. That's not the yeah. case. I just, your environment just shapes you that way. Do you know what it's I mean? It's crazy. So it's important to like, imagine, ask yourself. Imagine you, you, imagine you didn't have that, your own study about yourself at the time to mm. really dismantle why you had this thought now yeah imagine going into a relationship with a white person whilst you had exactly like toxic thought about who you were as a person you might think it's fine you 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 love yourself as a black person but Mm -hmm. when you're seeing the next black men you're just like i can't date them because they're black that's a very very toxic um, outlook that would have been super like imagine like when we were were just talking about like how teenager being a teenager is so difficult my entire from probably from like year six to even uni experiences majority like white peers so imagine if like in my high school experience I was like okay so I guess to find like a good relationship um I need to be with a white man imagine if I was in that relationship now from like I don't know it's pinnacle ages 16 to 18 my entire view of black men would have been like negative and that's not the case at all so but if at that moment I didn't sort of like and that so one of the good things for me was my mum always said to me, it's not, I'm not saying don't date, but just date within your time. So like when I was 16, she didn't encourage me, mm. you know, like good, like yeah. when I was young, like from 13 to whatever, when yeah. you kind of like start liking boys and talking about them. She was like, okay, cool. I get those feelings are there, but I'm not going to encourage you to date. Wait a little bit until you're yeah. older and you know oh, yourself your mom, a little bit more. Amazing. And I'm so glad she did mm-hmm. that. Because if I had dated a white guy at the time, and I'm not saying that that it would have been a bad experience, maybe it would have been a great experience and I would have still come to the same arc I've come to now. But either way, that was a toxic way of thinking. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? Men I could have missed out on. Imagine. (laughs) That would have been a tragedy. It would be. A tragedy in the making. 
Shout out to your mom though what for giving yeah. you that advice, like Very acknowledging yeah. that Mandy. she's she's a real you one. You are going. You get this feeling when you're when you're seven. You get crushes. You get. It's you just, have this yeah, feeling. Innocent crushes though. It's no. <laughs> it's uh, just innocent yeah. crushes though when you're young. Yeah. It is. But the thing is, you you will be there like dreaming, <laughs> the dreaming how you, like you will be yeah. holding hands and things like that. But and those things mm, shape you. They do. They really do. Like, and this is this is the thing. Going back to Hollywood, when you think of mm. romance at that age, at seven, it's based on the movie, on a movie. It's not based yeah. on like just liking someone. You may even have feeling of liking that person. Even the cartoons shape. Oh, the cartoon girl. At some point, I was Cinderella. Mm, there we go. <laughs> Why we always got to be rescued? See, Sometimes I don't need rescuing, you know. I'm fine. Sometimes you need rescuing. You know, I feel as if when you're... De- okay, so when you're developing, yeah, I always say this, a young mind, um, um, a young child's mind is like a sponge. They really take up everything. And yeah, that's why do. people are always like, oh, watch what you say around the child, watch how you express yourself and whatever, because they really do sort of display those characters that you are emitting to someone else and you'll be shocked like oh where did they learn from Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know the thing is when it comes to children watching these kind of cartoons and movies and stuff especially our young age betty you said that because you you have you not to negate the fact that those are your experiences um Mm. And it's good right now that you're acknowledging that that was your experience when you were younger. You had a very negative experience with uh, your black peers and a positive experience with your white peers. Yeah. And for a moment that shaped how you looked at black men. Um, and it's good that you've acknowledged that now. But there are people even as old as we are or even older who still go on with that kind of um, outlook on black men and likewise black men on black women and (laughs) i think that's a topic for another day but um (laughs) it really is a defining factor on how um people really do um just stereotype other people and on the basis of love as we're talking about love now you really haven't figured out um that person who's got that kind of experience that kind of outlook has not really figured out their own self-identity because how can you have a negative um opinion of someone else just because of the race and you can't really just have that kind of um opinion of someone as old as you are um to you fully understand that you can't just judge one person based off of their race maybe this person (laughs) this innocent black person has grown up having a very positive outlook in life and just because you've had that one negative experience with a black person all of a sudden you're just judging them i don't think that's fair but i think i think is much um i think it's much deeper than that because I, I for, for instance, I, I grew up in, in my home country in Congo. And I remember I would have crushes. I'll find, like, I'll get, I'll see, not I'll get guy. I, I see a cute guy. <laughs> player, player, player. At seven. <laughs> Start as you mean to go on, Daddy. <laughs> no, like, I would get crushes. I'll find, like, you know, if you find a cute guy, you're like, oh, this guy is cute, like, in class mm. and things like that. 
And um, I remember when I got here, I got to the UK, and I think yeah, in nine or ten, I'm not sure. There was um, at some point like there was this guy that was cute, and to be honest, <laughs> when you when you have, I don't know if it's just me, I may be the weirdo one outing myself here. But, like, I do think, like, I, well, at that time, I would have multiple crashes at the same time. Girl, you were even cheating. Oh, yeah, same. Okay, I'm not the only one. Yes. Really? <laughs> but only in her head. It doesn't count. Uh-huh, multiple crashes. Like, like, this guy, we were fully married. We had oh, children. <laughs> hey. But I think I realized that when I was at that age, the crushes I would have, like, would be mostly with would be white guys like i and then mm. when i would talk when i would think i'm like i'm gonna marry myself a black person because i i, I like me some chocolate like some some black person yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna marry myself. no but this is a complete side note but i'm sorry but i, d- I don't i'm i'm genuinely apologize to all black men out there in advance that i had that toxic mentality <laughs> because you you really be doing mm. <laughs> Continue. do you know how amazing they are let me not even get started on that but anyway uh, I think I all my crushes I don't I think I've told you this scene and before like I would have crushes with like guys and it would just be like at, at some point I was like I, I, I found it this ginger guy who was like who I used to see at the, the back Ooh. of me I used to I used to think like the whole class would just be looking at me even though he was minding his business. Like I, I was I was the lead person in this movie. Yeah? The lead girl. Yeah. You were the love interest. Yeah. At some point we're going we were going to yeah, yeah. bump in the hallway or we're gonna ask me out, ask me to prom or something. But it didn't. This is just what's playing in my head. That yeah. <laughs> some points when it started getting towards sixth form the end of sixth form i started realizing like why every time i found if i um i, I like people like and it's always like um white people like white guys and and everything um and to be honest when i got to university i didn't experience that same thing like um to be honest i, I don't think i had crushes i mean maybe i did i can't remember um so i think i it was just that that questioning back why is it why was it always white people to be honest up to now i don't know if there's an answer to that i don't know if there was some issue i had back then um could it be what you were watching could it be it could have been what you were seeing i spent spent too much time watching Hallmark movies. And even YouTube, girl, <laughs> listen, there was this period of time, and I think it's still going on, but this um, interracial couples on YouTube, it was a big thing. Yeah, but that's, that's massive yeah, it's, now. A, it's a, I hate that that's a marketing I thing. Know, but yeah, but it is do you massive. not think that perhaps when you're watching these things, these movies and whatever, um, that could be the reason why? Because I hardly think back in the day you could watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, a lot of um, um, things on social media that include black couples. Um, Mm. Because let me tell you something. 
I think that definitely affected me. Like, I, th- I, think, I think it that does. De- like, it does affect, it wasn't just yeah. my environment. It was definitely, like, shows that I was watching. I, but yeah. it, say if I'd, like, grown up watching, like, Girlfriends. Oh God, girlfriends. Um, <laughs> I would have had a I whole know. nother... I think I would have had a yeah. completely different opinion. I've, so, yeah, I think I think it shapes us more than we think. It maybe does. Maybe subconsciously. It does. Yeah. I do think with... Um, we, I think back then there were love stories, uh, black love stories. I've watched them before, but I think... The portrayal of black love was, in my opinion, was very toxic. Tyler Perry type mm. of movie of love was, ugh. No, don't let me, don't It's always get struggle me. love as well. I'm not here for struggle don't love. Don't get me started with Tyler Perry Why movies. Why can't it be but those life is a struggle. Like, movies like the way Hollywood does? Why does no, it have to right? be a struggle? Hallmark, at some point Hallmark also started making movies about black people with black people on them like if a, a black woman would be the love interest in the, in mm. the movie but it would be mostly mixed uh, mixed race couple, interracial couple nothing wrong with that but it became a thing but now I've realised they're actually doing movies where they have both men and women there, the main interest black couple as the, the whole movie there's a new movie actually that came out I think I don't know if it's Hallmark but it's it's um, it's one of those romantic movie, cheese romantic movie. Kelly Rowland, she's uh, one of the main actresses, and uh, there's Ooh. another guy as well, which I don't. To be honest, I don't know who he is, but I think, um, <clears throat> I do think it's um, it's it has definitely made an impact with how I I saw um, romantic love to be, like mm. it affected me even when I started dating in in a way in air quotes in air yeah, quotes she says. <laughs> 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 yeah but i, I do think he, it does affect yeah i mean in that sense yeah. then um because i watched this youtube show called is it black love um mm-hmm. in 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 the states that was Honestly, my obviously you do have your movies, you do have your reality TV shows, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta that have like the black couples. Um, you've also got so many other things that you can watch that have black couples. But it was really and truly when I started watching Black Love. Um, um, you guys should really watch it. But um, Black Love on YouTube, and I really got an understanding of like, wow, this is really really intimate absolutely beautiful Mm. it's it was just amazing to look at it and it's like wow if i grew up in this country because obviously i came quite recently and by recently i don't know almost eight years has someone done the calculation for me yet because i don't think i (laughs) oh yeah when we put this up, can you put can we put a little comment? Yeah, because I I can't calculate the calculation because she kept, last time she was ten years. No, thinking, girl, ten years. Can someone calculate <laughs> for me? Honestly, that would make you twenty-seven. <laughs> um, but she's not making the math. <laughs> Wait, how old? I are was you seventeen, you and now I'm twenty-five. Can someone add it and up now? for uh, me, eight please? Eight years, I think. Yeah, so eight years. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, seven or seven eight, or depending eight. on which so, month you came. Yeah. So let's say, okay, seven or eight. <laughs> seven, seven slash eight. <laughs> um, um, so basically, um, if 
because I had the same experience as you, Betty, as you, Tatiana. You come here into this completely new, different culture, and you're just like, oh my god, oh dear, okay, yeah, there's a different ball game to play mm. here. But it's more in the sense that you don't really ex- like exclusively see black love in the nature that you see on on that youtube show and when i saw it i was like i wish i wish i wish i saw this seven years ago and then that way that would help me shape instead of i mean i do have a different thinking a a different way of thinking now but growing up it would have helped a lot in my self-identity um thinking that you know what i'm enough i don't need to be a white person i don't need to be light skin i don't need to have fine hair i don't need to be slimmer or anything i'm happy with my african voluptuous body i'm happy with my mm. afro hair i'm happy yeah, with yeah yeah, yeah exactly i'm happy with everything that makes me me and just like the bible says i am beautifully and fearfully made by god so because of that Amen. because of that I, I that kind of foundation I have in my self identity, and the way I I've seen this show and I'm seeing how these black couples love each other, it's just like, oh my god, that's it. That's really what you need growing that's up. How it, yeah, that that yeah. Seeing that kind mm. of thing. I've seen, I think I've seen a, a, a few clips of black love, and it's I think it's one of those where. You look at them and you're like, okay, I want some of, not all of them, because some of them sound very toxic. I'm sorry, <laughs> but mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are some. But I, I look at there's some couples that come there and the way they love each other, the way they talk to each other, the way, um, and the show as well. It has, it had this, it it's showing that black love can be portrayed in can be um i don't know can be found in different ways and they mm. they are some people who are like women are dark skin and men are light skinned and light skin light skin women dark skin women so it's not, it wasn't just the same narrative that we like we see on social media or we see on um on i don't know on on on, on tv when it comes to black love or advert have you realized advert british advert specifically when they speak when they show couples it's always like a white woman yeah. and a black woman a black man mm-hmm. and and their daughters probably have like this mixed, mixed, race, yeah. mixed race features which we're not saying there's anything no, wrong no, with no, that no, no, but no. please change the narrative no, no, that's no. not the way all black love i'm is. saying yeah that's all we're saying if 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 portray if we want to portray what love is, let's portray love in its all form. Yeah. That it is. Yeah. And I think um what black love has done, they've done that. They've yeah. done that to to the black love. Yeah, you, you should. You should. And also, um with with a lot of um I think we're shifting um in the black community, we're shifting from from a different kind of like um, we sh- we're showing everything and how raw things mm-hmm. are, and I think that's one thing in I don't know if in African in the African 
continent in our countries that will change i'm not sure if you will change um, i think you will. i want to see more of the future generation showing more affections around their children because i want um i don't want to learn about what love is outside of i don't want my children to learn what love is or how love is supposed to be portrayed or conveyed to people outside of my household they have to learn it in the household i think well um, i think it will change though because there's quite a lot of western I want influence it, yeah, I yeah. Think, um and not to say that the western influence is the big <clears throat> you know it's what we need it's not that it's just it will help shape the minds of like how it's shaped our minds about how when we do get children of our own how we will be able to show that kind of affection um a good balance between the kind of sentimental emotional affection as well as the action affection um and i think the rest of africa with just this kind of influence the the, the movies that they're seeing and whatever it might just shape that kind of thinking in saying like oh you know what perhaps you know we might just have to um do a bit of active parenting where we need to explain to our children um in, you know why certain things are the way they are and um even continue with the whole action parenting as well the whole i'll sacrifice everything for you um <clears throat> i'll go beyond the earths for you so it's quite complex but i think africa's already on that road yeah i think as well like we've said how much your environment influences you um but i think the biggest change hopefully positive change will come from the sort of like diaspora that's in the western sort of world because i don't think we're ever gonna get it spot on because i think we're human and no one's gonna you know we're all gonna make mistakes but if you know god willing we all have children then i would hope that we would take what we've learned from our parents from ourselves from our life and then hopefully try to present that experience for our children that they might have a better experience than we did um but there'll be stuff that we mess up on as well you know in terms of how we show love and express love and i would hope that then our children would interpret that in the way that's healthy for them and you know what i mean so yeah i think um, yeah this is oh a big God, topic yeah. honestly so i was i'm think... just thinking about health <laughs> i just said healthy and i triggered my own self and i was like there's so, so many things that are like unhealthy that yeah. we don't notice oh, yeah. and all of that honestly this is that in itself yeah. love is just you can it can never to be, be honest, fully though, understood like, and no, it's not just one um, conversation i'll be that parent i'll take a lot of things i'll take from my parents to just to do them for fun with my children like getting the remote mm. like i'll literally beat the remote there like call my children like come can you, can you pass me that remote oh why would you do that <laughs> oh my gosh that, but it's so annoying but i guess they have had the privilege of doing that they did raise yeah. us so <laughs> just, i and i do it with like i'm like annoyed every single time like i'm sorry but you're closer so why are you why asking me to do it we really said we're going to take on these yeah. toxic things that we said we're going to leave behind <laughs> or are we just leaving behind i don't oh, think that I'm one's not. toxic <laughs> i don't think that's i think mm. it's just a bit of fun i mean i'm really uh, yeah we really really um talked about quite about love in so many different tangents um not just mm-hmm. the romantic one but 
the parent the parental one um when you're growing up um the way we love ourselves and i feel as if to all our listeners out there if you're celebrating valentine's day with your loved ones and whoever that may be for you whether it's your parents whether it's your um you know your partner or whether it's yourself because take that moment take that time for yourself and just learn to love yourself learn what works for you learn what values what principles um work for you um find out and learn about your own love language and in the sense that um you you want to sort of firm your foundation in your self-identity and yeah it's not a day that you're supposed to celebrate just as a couple I think it's a very we need to change that definition we need to change it for um a lot of so that it's inclusive so it's general for everybody to celebrate that day for themselves so girls any sort of closing remarks that you've got for our valentine day listeners lovers (laughs) yeah i would say i hope you all enjoy your day and on the topic of self-love i hope you should you all like question yourself in a healthy safe sort of way it'll help you learn a lot about yourself so enjoy that but yeah i hope you have a great valentine's day or you love birds or i hope this year yeah I hope this year is the year of growth for all of us. For all of us, yeah. Oh, amen. Yeah. I hope it's the year of growth and Mm. self-discovery, all the good things. No, let me not go out there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not bring the mood down and speak about the forbidden year. Let's not bring 2020. (laughs) Come on. No, but yeah, thank you so much for you know joining me girls my co-host betsy tatiana and our dear 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 listeners this is just liquid courage podcast please like follow and tune in for more episodes and if you really really love this um episode we really want to hear more about your experience with us and also we would love to hear your experiences about love as well um, based on what we talked about so please please do comment please email us if you want dm us you know we've got our instagram just liquid courage um underscore pod we've also got our twitter at just liquid courage um underscore pod and facebook just liquid courage pod um so yeah please feel free to contact us and have have a happy valentine's day guys enjoy happy valentine's. <laughs>